I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. I feel them three words coming. I'm excited. Yeah. So welcome to the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. I don't care if you're ready because it's about to go up, not down. It's about to go up. Now, go-getter. I know I've got some new viewers and listeners probably like, go-getter. What's a go-getter? Glad you asked. My logo sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. So with the right mindset, you go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind, and it takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. Success is the only option. The guest I got today, everything about him says success is the only option. But before I get to my guests, Got to start off by shouting out my mentoring program, Goal Getter Academy. Very proud of my young kings and young queens. We had our first in-person meeting since the pandemic, so we've been all virtual. So, Brad, I got about 30 uh, young kings and young queens. Uh, we focus on goal setting, leadership development, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, uh, community service. You know, but uh, we do something called a behavior ranking, right? So they give me a number every week between 1 and 10. Um, I expect everybody in Goal Getter Academy to be between 8 and 10. But the parents' number is what matters. So if the parents give me a number below eight, that's 100 jumping jacks for everybody. Now, we did 1,800 jumping jacks. You know, but I want to understand that as they get older, whether they choose entrepreneurship or in corporate setting, it's going to be a team setting. So your actions affect more than you. So I want them to understand, goal get it. It's a mindset. It's a way of life. So don't just be a goal getting when you with me or in school. It starts at home. Be a great teammate to your parents. So definitely shout out to my young kings and young queens. Also, Go get an apparel. Yes, the relaunch is back. You know, um, definitely go to the website, jblackinspires.com. Grab you some go get apparel. Got the shoes, shirts, hats. Even got a go get a pillow because I want you to sleep and think about your goals. Now, I got to get to my guests. But, you know, one more thing before I get to my guests because I got to ask y'all this question. Have y'all been doing the mental exercises? Now, for the new viewers and listeners, mental exercises, what are you talking about? Well, as y'all all know, we live in a very cold, dark world, and people are quick to tell you what you can't do. But if you look at the word can't, you take the T off, yes, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. So when you first wake up, I need three positive thoughts. I share a few of mine with you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. Now, this is when you first wake up. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we have a problem. But while you're in the restroom, look at that person you see in the mirror. Say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Now, got to get to my guest. Now, Brad Butler II, also known as B-Rad, CEO and founder of Brad Butler II and Associates LLC. He is also an award-winning motivational speaker, author, student advocate, and speaker coach. Before Brad became who he is today, he spent years fighting to overcome adversity. He struggled with parents, substance abuse, academic struggles, and countless amount of naysayers. Now, he found solace in sports, specifically football. That's when B-Rad was birthed. But at the tender age of eight, he experienced an unexpected transition that changed the course of his life forever. 
Before we dive into it, B-Rad, say what's up to the people. Hey, yo, what up, though? It's your boy, B-Rad Inspires. All right, let's get into it. So we're going to get into it. And this is definitely a, uh, this, this interview hits different. You know, this was my guy, um, Next Level Speakers Academy family. You know, I believe everything happens for a reason. You know, so during the pandemic, you know, I had to make a decision. And I'll be honest with y'all, I didn't really have it at the time. But I was looking at my career and the pandemic forced me to stop and look at everything. He's like, you know what? I got to invest in my future. You know, if I'm serious about taking everything to the next level, I got to invest through it. So this connection, as far as me and Brad, he actually is from New Jersey. So we got Akron, Ohio, New Jersey in the building. The connection is Next Level Speakers Academy. Shout out to both our mentors, uh, Jeremy Anderson. Now, I want to start off with the life-changing transition experience, eight years old. I want to start there. So what happened right there at eight years old? So at eight years old, um, my parents separated. Uh, Mm. So I'm originally from Jersey City. Uh, lived on Martin Luther King Drive in Warner. You already know if if the if the if the street is named after Martin Luther King Drive, I don't know why we do our boy like that. Right. I don't know why we do our boy like that, but it's just rough. No matter right. where you go, if it's say Martin Luther King Drive, so a uh, rough upbringing as far as the uh, the 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 youth and 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 just the different things that I was exposed to the environment. Um, my parents went through a lot, but. They ended up separating while when I was around the age of eight, and I moved from the urban community of of uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, to the suburban community of East Windsor, New Jersey. And when yeah. I got there, it was like day and night. Um, it was the first time. It, it was so different that I had a hard time going to sleep when I was there because it was so quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would look in the sky, I was used to seeing cloudy skies. It was the first time I ever was able to clearly see the constellations. Mm. You know, what they tell you about, you know, in a class, like right. the Big Dipper and things like that. I was like, oh, it's, re- it's, it's actually a real thing. They weren't lying. I right. thought they were playing. Right. Um, so that transition happened and it was hard for me to get used to the environment, being one of the only African-Americans that were in like the town. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was hard getting used to that. And and then on top of that, about two weeks into the school system, I was thrown in special ed classes and mm-hmm. I remained in special ed classes for 10 years. Uh, no I want to pause, not to cut you up on the pause real quick, because mm-hmm. you just dropped a jewel. I don't know if you knowingly did it, but you talked about um, the clouds and. It's more the experience thing. It's certain things that you read in a book, you know, but some experience is the best teacher. You know, experience is the best teacher. There's certain things that you just can't learn in a book. Everything that we go through in life, it makes us who we are. And just like before we actually started the podcast, we said it's some conversations, it's not a black and white situation. It's not a gray area. So, you know, we got to dig into deep that. So I know what you're talking about as far as experience and far as me being from the inner city. And for me, it was a performing arts schools. Um, I made this performing in our school. All these white people was coming all over to the school that's in the hood for this school. So now I'm in a school where all these white people is, is different, different experience, different type of mindset. So from there, you talked about special ed classes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that they diagnosed you wrong or it was meant for you to stay in them classes all the way up through school? No, I never meant that. I never believed that I was supposed to be in those classes because okay. from, you know, zero to eight, I was perfectly fine. Like I was was in standardized classes. I might've had to take a summer class or something like that because they wanted me to catch up. I might've missed something, whatever the case may be, but they never said, Oh, Mr. And Mrs. Butler, we believe that your son 
should be in special ed classes. It was only when I transitioned over to their school system right. that things were different. And I get it. It's a, it's it's different. It's a different school system. But right. if you know the way that the school system is supposed to work, they are supposed to use all the resources that they have available to help a child catch up to the other students. They're not supposed to immediately throw them into special ed classes. That's not how that's supposed to work, but that's a whole nother conversation for another right. time. But no, I, I never believed that. It was the first time I ever felt like something was wrong with me. Okay. Now you said that you found solace in football. So what, so let's talk about sports. Is that something that's, the dad plays sports. That's something in your family, your football family, or when, what made you decide to play football, specifically that sport? Uh, no, no. My, my mother and my father were professional urban pharmacists. So okay. they, okay. they might have played some sports for a little while, but right. once they figured out that there was another thing that they could get into to make some money, they stuck with that and ran with it. Okay. Um, so my father would talk about sports. My grandfather, he was he, he ran track in Jersey City and broke a bunch of records. So, okay. you know, my grandfather would talk about track. Like, oh, we're, you know, we're runners and stuff like that. I was like, Dad, I'm like, Grandpa, I don't really do track like that. Like, I, like fo- I, I like football. I liked football because I had anger issues. I used to get in fights a lot. Um, in um, middle school, elementary school, I used to fight a lot because I got tired of people like talking about, I'm like, I'm short. I'm not a, I'm not a tall dude. I'm five. Hey, you've been around me before you're taller than me. You're like, what? Six foot, six one. Yeah. See, I take the six foot. They've been saying five, 11 and a half, but I feel five, 11 and a half means six foot. So I appreciate that. (laughs) You started with six foot. (laughs) I'm going to let you have it then. I'm going to, I ain't going to take that from you. I'm going to let you have it. I'll say you like, you like six foot. I'm five, eight. Bro, I've always been short, right? Yeah. Five eight, about a hundred and what? Right now, what? About probably like one hundred and forty-five pounds. The most I've ever weighed in my life is one hundred and sixty. But I was, I would always rock with anybody. I had no right. problem. Like we got to fight, we got to fight. It is right. what it is. Like if we got to, um, like we on a football field and stuff like that. That's why coaches always love me because they'd be like, "Yo, we can line Brad up in front of anybody, and it, it like good, bad, or indifferent. Brad ain't backing down." Like so right not there, about let's to... talk about that. So that right yeah. there is something that you can't teach people. What you're talking about right now is heart. Everybody yeah. got their heart. You're 145 soaking wet, and you willing to – you didn't care. You're going to line up with somebody that's 250. Having yeah, that type of heart, do you think it was because you were smaller, you automatically gravitated, had to show people what's up, or where did that heart come from? It was the upbringing no. you are. No, that's my father. My father. Okay. Like My father is like about the same height as me, and my okay. father was known for knocking cats out. Okay. Right? Um, because that's he was just in the game. He was in the game, so it was just it, people were gonna test you. So he was just, right. you know, it was an everyday thing, whatever. So for me, he was like, Brad, if you're gonna be involved in sports and stuff like that, they're gonna give you the eye test and you're not gonna pass. So right. what you have to do is you have to pass the test on the field. And a lot <laughs> of times it's not gonna be because you jump the highest or you're the fastest or the biggest and strongest. But Brad, if you ain't willing to quit, if you got that never say die attitude, if you got stamina. If you want to outlast some people, because one of the things I've always learned when it comes to sports and I actually incorporate that into my business in real life is that most people like when they get tired, when they get fatigued, you know, the saying fatigue makes cowards of us all. And I've watched grown men. I've watched the biggest and strongest men cower in fear and break under the pressure because right. they couldn't handle it when we got the fourth quarter and I was still digging in their behind. You know what right. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm still on your heels, bro. Like, right. you know, I'm not going nowhere. You know? Right. So that's a different type of mindset and mentality. And I apply that in my business. I apply that in my life. I apply that to my marriage. Ooh, like, I, apply that to, I apply that to my friendships. I apply right. that to my family um, and all the work that I do. 
I have that mentality and that heart and all that I do because I believe that I will outlast you. I love, I love it. You know what you made me think about? And I know, I know you're a football guy. I know you've seen this movie. You made me think about Rudy. Oh, you seen Rudy. that movie, right? <laughs> Woo, hey, I just love the heart. He was relentless. We talked about never say die attitude. That takes you so far. Way farther than talent. It's way deeper than football. So that's dope. That's dope. So now I, I want to fast forward. So motivational speaker, where did that come from? What ha- I want to take me to the exact moment when you say, you know what, you caught that bug and say, you know what, this is me. Uh, well, to tell you the truth, I I didn't want to do it mm. at all. I wanted no parts of being a motivational speaker at all. I, I thought the most that I could be in my life was a manager at Verizon. What year was this? That was what two thousand. Ah, uh, shoot, man! That when when was that, man? Like, like okay, so I I, I wanted wanted NCAA double championship in 2011 Hold on, you, you won it you said you did what i want to see uh, so i played at kane university and okay. won a championship there it's a d3 school nothing's nothing's you know crazy no you but, ain't gonna run past that hey y'all see how you try to downplay that accomplishment he still won a championship though okay yeah i won a championship great i was on the team my thing was i didn't contribute as much as i wanted to Okay. That's why I was just like, mm, no, nah, I got to do more. So I ended up playing football after that. But that that did happen. I did win a championship. Okay. But okay, that's what's that was like 2011. Okay. And um, I, I think it was like 2015 when I got my uh, my degree. So I want to say 2013, 2014, ar- around there, around that area was when I was kind of like still figuring it out. And, I, you know, like, all right, man, I got to figure this out. What am I doing with my life? And I had ended up having a... Um, Mm, nope, nope. It was around 2015. You're right, because that's when I graduated from uh, from from uh, from Kane when I got my bachelor's. I had a, um, a teacher who came to me. A teacher. Okay. She brought it up to me. She was like, "Brad, what have you been doing? What have you been up to?" I said, "Oh man, I, I went to school, got my bachelor's degree." And she was like, "What? Like what?" Because she was one of my teachers from special ed. Okay. And she was like, "Brad, like you don't understand. This is a big deal. Like." you had a hard time with reading, writing, basic mathematics, comprehension, like, you know, cognitive thought process. And you like, you struggled in those areas. So like, this is a big deal. You got to come to school and talk to these kids. And I was like, wow. So like a motivational speaker kind of thing. She was like, yeah. I was like, wow. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So then, then you, you eventually said, yeah. So she had to pull your tail a little bit to get you to come. Yeah. She asked me about four or five times because wow. I was like, if I go and I tell my story, that means I have to face my demons. Ooh. I've never told that. anybody I was in special ed classes. Okay. I've been ducking and hiding and running from people my whole life. There were people who were close to me who had no idea. They never knew I was in special ed classes. Mm. But when I went and I told my story and I put the video out there and everything, it was like, Brad, they're going to know. They're right. going to know. Like right. you, uh, you ever seen that uh, that little uh, what is that the little TikTok video? You hear the voiceover in the background. They was like, they're getting no one's gonna know. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, gonna yeah. Know. No one's uh, gonna know. No, they're gonna know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like that was going on in the back of my mind. But I, I was like, okay, I owe it to myself to at least see what's on the other side of this. Like right. I, they, I'm a risk taker. I try stuff. So I'm like, right. well, what makes this any different, Brad? They're like, you know what makes this one different, Brad? This is the only one you scared of. Mm. Mm. So I was like, oh, so yeah. that means you got to do it. I think uh, something that's powerful, um, Oprah Winfrey once said, the most powerful contribution we have to the world is our story. 
So mm-hmm. we sugar sugarcoat it. And already just this far, your transparency is definitely, I know we gonna touch somebody. As far as you having parents that was in the streets, you know, you chose a different route. Even with the split, the people don't talk about that as far as the effects, as far as how when, people, when parents split, how that affects, and you were so young. And then you you didn't stay in the same community. You went to a whole different community. So, so young, there's, there's some traumatic situations, you know? So with you being a youth, youth motivational speaker, you got so many different angles to hit. Because definitely if you choose to be fully transparent, mm-hmm. some people don't have the courage to tell their full story because they're worried about what people are going to say. So you got to the point and you said, you know what, I'm going to be me. This is me. So is that something that you was like, forget it? or Because I know you said the teacher asked you four times to come. Were you fully transparent at that time or it took a couple of years or where did the, the full transparency come from? No, I was fully transparent, you know, with okay. my story. And, and I didn't realize as, as transparent as I could be at that time. Okay. There were still some things that I needed to unlock in myself that didn't come until a couple years later. Um, but when I was approached with it, when it happened, I knew at that time I was like, oh, okay, I, I got to I gotta unlock this thing. I got to go get the answers to this now or else I'm never going to be able to fully tell my story and be as transparent and have the amount of power and authority that I should have when I speak. People wonder, they be like, yo, Brad, how come you able to, to speak so passionately, so powerfully? Like how, you have so much control over your, your story. And when you speak, it's like, you know, you know exactly what to do when. And I'm like, bro, it's because I've I've taken the time to unlock it. I've, right. I've had the uncomfortable conversations that people don't want to have. I went and I, I talked to my mother. Mm. I went and I talked to my father. Right. You know, I, I, I faced those demons. Like I dealt with those issues. I had those uncomfortable conversations with my wife and I got it out the way. I was vulnerable. I did it. And I was like, OK, now that I was able to do that, that was the hardest thing. That's a, Those were the hardest conversations I ever had in my life. So you telling me I get to stand in front of a crowd of people who don't really know me from a can of paint. And all right. I got to do is inspire them and tell them that, no, they can live their dreams and just walk them through my story and how I was able to re- reverse engineer my success. That's easy. Mm. And I think so powerful at the, this last conference, because we, 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 we both of us are at both of them. Mm-hmm. But um, they say they talked about mastering yourself, mastering your story. I could definitely tell that you did that. You talk about unlocking the truth. Um, I think taking the time, a big, I think most powerful thing, even with both of us, is deciding to invest in our craft and then you honor your craft. And then with me, you talked about really just dealing with demons. With me, it was me becoming an author. When I became an author, when I wrote wrote my book, Goes Good Direction, I had to really be honest with myself as far as me dealing with things, really with my father. You know, um, my parents actually were married but when they had me, but uh, my mom left my father when I was two. And I've seen him twice in my life. I've seen him when I was nine and when I was 27. When I was nine, he was alive. When I was 27, he was dead. So me, we have to really deal with the uh, emotions of that. Even to this day, I can't. it's hard for me to watch anything with a father-son situation. Like that Will Smith scene with Uncle Phil, woo! Hey, it gets me super emotional, anything with that. So I think that's powerful. Are you saying really just unlocking your truth and dealing with your demons? So now you go, all right, motivational speaker. You decide to become an author. Now, was it a natural transition? Because for me, I know um, they told me once I was so locked in with motivational speaking, they said, really, it is cements you and get you more engagements. makes you become a master in your field. You become an author. Now, I, I only became an author to open up more opportunities for speaking engagements. Now, author, where did that come to play for you? Um, I mean, becoming an author gives you credibility. And it was something I was kind of dragging my feet with. I was like, man, I don't feel like doing this. I was like, I was already getting speaking engagements. 
And right. like my, my fo- first mentor, shout out to Kendall Ficklin, who's my first mentor. Kendall. He taught me the game and he taught me how to get paid out the gate. So I was like, I'm good. Like, I know how to get paid. I've been getting I've been getting checks. I'm good. I, I don't need to write the book. He's like, Brad, write the book. I said, like, ah, coach, come on, man. I really need to write the book. I'm getting paid. I'm good. Write the book, Brad. And then I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And I finally ended up doing it. And it's something where it's like, if you actually do what you're called to do, if you do what you're supposed to do, it's easy. So it's something just fell on, you know, it it fell in my way. It's a shout out to a guy, uh, Sean Blanchard, who was actually at the conference. That's my guy. That's that's my author mentor. That's what. Yeah. So go ahead. He's the like earlier on when he he started his course. I jumped in it early. It was twenty seven dollars. I spent the twenty seven dollars, jumped in the course. I wrote my book in two weeks and published it in less than six months Mm. because of Sean. Right. He showed me how to do it. And I just followed it. Boom. Right. Done. And I wrote it. And I wrote the book while I was still working. Right. I was working overnight doing security shifts. So I'm working overnight laying on dirty floors with my laptop. Like I'm like turning the lights off in the office so that nobody knows I'm in there. Turn the right. lights off in the office, laying on the floor. Right. And typing and trying to just finish it at like three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning, because I'm like, I got to get this story out. I got to get this done. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, but I have to finish it. And and people that's the thing that people don't see. They see the now they see where you're at now. Like they see you with the brand and they see you with the podcast They see all the stuff. They see me on stages. They see me getting awards. They see me doing these different things. I'm like, but where were you when I was begging for opportunities to speak? Right. Where were you when elementary schools were shooing me away? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, can I just talk to him for five minutes? And they're like, no, we don't know you. Right. We don't know who you are. We don't like your brand. We don't like this this and that about you. Like, who are you? Where'd you come from? Like, where, where, where were y'all when all that was going on? So right there, we're talking about the process. Everybody likes the glitz and glamour. They see where you are now, but they understand all the work that came into you becoming who you are today. Nobody, so you can have a gift, but you got to commit to the process. And our timing and God's timing is different. Right. A lot of people don't understand. They'd be like, you know what? I deserve it now. I deserve it now. No, keep watering your seeds and stay consistent and make sure you're connected with like-minded individuals and definitely invest in the mentor. Eventually you'll get there. But if you're not willing to fully put in the work, you're not going to get the results. So why did you feel that you went, it seemed at a point you just went all in. You said went all mm-hmm. in. Now at the time, that's, we're at the book part. Were, mm-hmm. you, were, you, were you already married then or? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I was not married yet. I was on the verge of getting married. Okay, so now you got your girl. So let's talk about this right now. Because also in the highlight, you're looking at two black men who are married. That's right. Yeah. So that's definitely a great image for our community. Yes, yes. We ain't playing no games. Real so things. let's talk about that. So was she automatically on board when you said, you know what, this is it? Or was it her having to watch you for a while and see that you were consistent, you were serious, then she was like, you know what, I'm going to support no, I think my wife knew I was dead serious about the work that I was uh, planning to do because of the way that she saw me court her. Okay. So it, it spent, I spent eight months just courting my wife, mm. just dates, talking, just getting to know her, being her friend, that that type of thing. And then it finally, you know, ma- you know, matriculated into us becoming, a, you know, getting into a relationship, becoming an item, right? So when she saw me, like, well, if you work that hard on that, okay. Um, or you say you, you want to start a business, you want to be a speaker. She was like, well, you know what? You know, you are really good. She's like, you are pretty good with your words. So, you know, I can see it happen. She didn't understand that it could legitimately turn into like a full-time career. She didn't understand. Right. It was like genuine. Like when I was on stage telling that story, that was that was real. That was right. a serious story. That was something that really happened. And because of that, I was like, yo, man, she don't ask for nothing. 
Like every time I'm with her, every time I'm, I, I talk to her, it's different. She don't ask for nothing. She don't want nothing. She just want to spend time with me. She asked, did you eat today? How are you feeling? How's your mom and dad do? Like that type of stuff. And I never really had anything like that before. And I wasn't used to it. So I was like, yo, this has got to be something that I'm supposed to like take care of. Right. And cultivate. So I'm going to do everything in my power to take care of it. So if I say to her that I'm going to work on this and I'm going to put all my time and effort into this to make it work, that's what I'm going to do. Like I'm mm. going to give her an ROI. I'm going to give her a return on her investment. And I think something I want to highlight, too, and say you congratulations, you know, as far as um, the word serve. You know, you got the leadership award at the Next Level Speakers Conference was definitely big. And you definitely been serving and committed Um too. And I, uh, something I think I like about you, I think it's a powerful quality that everybody doesn't have. It's something that I love about CJ. Because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't even coming to this one, I'm going to lie, but when I seen CJ, because CJ and uh, ET, that's how I found out about Jeremy Anderson. Right. You know? And Les Brown is so how I found out about ET. So mm-hmm. uh, I think you have a no filter. I think that's powerful. I think so. I think so. I think um, definitely if, if somebody's going to ask you a question, Depending on who the person is, because I, I can recognize anybody because my mom was like that, you know, saying, but definitely you talk about people that say they want to be speakers. They're committing with Next Level Speakers Academy. And now you're a person that's in a leadership role. And um, you got to be, will, be willing to tell people the honest truth if you're serious about them growing. See, growth is painful. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't want to grow, you just keep yes people around you. But you don't want if you're not going to grow, if you um, just keep the type of people around you. Any people, any people that's going to say, no, that's not it. You need to do this, do that, do that. So. You automatically own that that role, far as wanting to help people with their with their pitches and their presentations. Let's talk about that. Far as do you feel that people take it personal sometimes if you uh, critique them, or are you so locked in and saying I'm really I want to like you said at the conference I really want to see you win, so it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna do what needs to be done. Yeah, like I really do want to see people win, and and most people don't know this about me. Like when you see me in that role of coaching. Then I'm okay. As far as the disc assessment, if you don't know about it, hey, go out there and research and find out about it. You need to learn about a disc assessment, William Marson's disc assessment. Um, when you see me in that that role of coaching, I'm in that high D. I'm in that high D role because I'm I my Jeremy is the has trusted me with that role, so I'm not about to let him down. Right. It's not about to happen. I'm there with and I'm with Ben. So Ben is always on point doing his job. I'm not about to let Ben down. I'm not going to let Jeremy down. I'm not going to let Tracy down. I'm not going to let the people down who entrusted me, like people who saw, um, you know, a, a gift, like a, a light in me. Right. I'm, that's always how I've been. I'm loyal. I'm right. loyal. I ain't going nowhere. You give me an opportunity to, to do what I do best. Oh, man. I'm like, I, I, you let me use my gift. Bro, I'm not. I'm going I'm to show out. I'm going to over deliver just like Jeremy does. I'm going to over deliver. I'm going to do right. everything I can. But at the other side of it is when people saw me at the conference, it's the first time they were able to see me in person. So when they right. see me in person, I'm I'm naturally a 9995 I. I'm a right. big personality. I love everybody. So when I'm able to be in that role, then they're like, oh, wait. Oh, you 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 laughing. You joking all the time. Like, this is how you really are. Like, this is how I really am. But when right. it's business time, I have to take care of business. Right. Because I cannot afford for Jeremy to call me and say, Brad, that wasn't it. We can't right. do this no more. We got to shut this down. I'm like, oh, no, I just messed up the legacy. I just messed up like the gave me the word. I got pause. You just said a powerful word. We got. I want. I want to hear your stance on that. Yeah, because that's what I'm big on. You know, with my last track of my last motivational speaker album. The last track is called Legacy. So Legacy. So yeah. a lot of people 
make bad decisions because they're thinking about right now. They're not thinking about ahead, the future, mm -hmm. but legacy. If you're focused on legacy, it changes the way you move and everything like that. So what does that mean to you? Like, how do you, is legacy, is that something you think about often or? Uh, legacy means everything to me. Uh, that's what I do it for. I grind for my last name, not my first name. Mm. Um, I, heard, I heard Dave Dash say that first. Did you I hear? I was saying the words of Dame Dash. Uh -huh. um, I, that's that's how I live my life. I'm right. constantly working and grinding. And I had to go and I had to see um, a shout out to um, um, Dewan Matumbo, uh, Matumbo because I had to talk to him about that. And he was like, Brad, all the goals and everything that you say that you want to do and all the things you want to accomplish, it's attached to everybody else but you. It's right. like, Brad, don't you know it's okay for you to like some things and do some things for yourself? I'm like, I get it. I'm like, but I'll get to that later. I got to right. make sure that, you know, my wife, like, I want to pull my wife off her job. You right. know, I don't want her having to work for other people. Like, I don't want my mom having to work for other people. Like, I want my people to be okay. I want my people right. to be safe. I don't want nobody telling them what to do. Like, my, my family have gone through so much and struggled so much that the only thing on my mind is the legacy. It's to right. provide something for them that they're like, okay, wow. We didn't even know that we could live a lifestyle like this. And then the family, or I should say the generation that will come after us, that's all that they know. All they and know. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. Love it, love it, love it. So if somebody said, who is Brad Butler II, what would you say? I'm just, uh, in short, I'm a regular guy just like you who recognized his gifts and put everything into it invested all his time effort money resources prayer into it i put everything into the gift that god gave me and that is the only thing that makes me different from the average the, the, the next individual I, I told other people when we were at the conference they were like coming up to me like oh brad man you're such a great speaker and this is that you're so passionate this is that blah, blah blah i said listen the only thing that makes me different from you and why you feel that I'm a better speaker than you is because I was willing to fail more times than you were. Mm. Mm. So you want to get here or you want to get to uh, Jeremy's level, E.T.'s level, Les Brown's uh, level. You want to get to that level? Fail. That's right. Fail your to the Just go out and try and just keep doing it over and over and over again until it gets better. And I believe it's a lesson. Because I really don't believe in that word. I believe I don't believe you win and lose. I believe you either win and learn. You know, when yeah. you transfer from that, because every failure, there's a lesson every time you don't achieve the goal. There's mm -hmm. a lesson, but you got to receive the lesson. Once you, like you just said, you keep trying, you keep trying, keep going, keep going. So definitely, definitely powerful. Now, um, I wanted to ask, uh, the question just slipped my mind. I wanted to ask you this. Come back, come back, come back. Well, another one to ask you, I, that, that'll come back to me. Mm -hmm. um, five years from now, where do you see Brad Butler? Oh, man, five years from now, I'm trying to be a household name, traveling the world, not just the country, traveling the world. I mean, I've already had the opportunity to speak in different states. I mean, I've technically spoken in other countries virtually, but I'm trying to touch down on something like Ghana, Haiti, whatever. You know what I mean? That's I'm trying to go around the world, visit my people, um, you know, hit the motherland, uh, all these different just around the world, all different places. And I'm just trying to be as much of an inspiration uh, to them as I can possibly be. I'm just not I'm not limiting myself. I'm not one of those people that's going to say, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. This ain't going to happen. Listen, I'm trying to come up with some outlandish dreams. I'm trying that's to come up up. with stuff that don't make no sense to my wife. I'm talking I'm trying to scare her every right. time I tell her what my dreams are, because right. that's the problem with most people. You mm -hmm. you create a dream that's actually attainable. Oh, right. I want to go to college, bro. All you got to do is enroll. You ain't, right. that ain't hard. Right, right. But when you say I want to become the CEO of this company or I want to create this or I want to do that, I want to travel here and do this and that. Blah, blah, you have to create something that's so like it seems so unattainable right. that only God can help you get it. 
Right. And I think um, when you see when this act when the audio is released to this, you'll hear the intro to the to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So something I say, I say my mindset. The go get a mindset. Since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? Somebody got to be the greatest ever. Why not me? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I'll become the greatest ever. I'll be I'll become one of the greats. What it does is it stretches your work ethic every single day because the, the goal is so crazy. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what it's about stretching yourself, living outside your comfort zone. Now, the question, yeah. I had to write it down so I forget. Yeah, just I just wanted to you. ask you, take us back to your first experience when you got your first check as, uh-huh. as a motivational speaker, the feeling. I want to know about that. Uh, to tell you the truth, it wasn't a check. It okay. was, it was, uh, it was like, it was cash. It was cash. Okay. And I remember it was at, um, uh, an event and, um, I can't, I don't want to get the name cause I don't want to get the guy fired. Cause I don't know right. what, what was going on with, with him at the time, but right. it was an event. The guy met me, he said, wow, man, I, I got this event going on. I want you to come speak at it. I said, all right, cool. So I, I'm thinking, you know, he's the coordinator of the event. So I'm coming. So I get there. He's like, okay, you go ahead and get up there and speak. All right. And when they call your name, I'm gonna bring you up there and speak. I'm like, cool. But prior to that, I saw him going to all the tables and like picking up pamphlets and then putting out new ones. I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. So I speak, do my thing, get done. He said, okay. He said, man, come on, let's go back to, to my office. I said, all right, great. So we go to the office, he said, little brother, you did a great job. And he gave me a crum- he handed me a crumpled up $50 bill. <laughs> I didn't That's know cool. prior to the event. He was actually the keynote speaker. He removed his name and put my name on because he believed in me enough from just a conversation that me and him had. He wow. said, little brother, you got something special. He's wow. like, there's something special inside you. He's like, I'm going to do everything I can to help you. He's like, so if I can give you this opportunity, great. I didn't know I was getting, he was going to pay me, but he did. And that was the first time I got paid. And I came home and I, I ran home like Willy Wonka, you know, right, like, right. the ticket, right? right? Came home, brought it to my wife. I was like, yo, I got paid. I got paid. And she couldn't believe it. You know, she celebrated like it was a million dollars. And I was like, yo, that's my that's my rider. That's my ace. And shout out to my wife, Suge. You know, her birthday is today. So after we done with okay. this, I'm taking her out. I'm taking her out. She don't know where we're going. I almost said it. But anyway, right, she don't right. know where we're going. She, she probably ear hustling at the door. But anyway. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, I'm taking her out for the rest of the day. Um, you know, just celebrating her, celebrating life, you know. Um, but yeah, that was the first opportunity. And after that, I was like, okay, I know I'm at least worth $50. Right, right, right. Well, I love it. I love it. And shout out to your queen. You know, definitely happy birthday. I was about to tell you to shout her out anyway, because I didn't want you to get cussed out. Because anytime <laughs> we on the platform, you got to make sure you shout out your queen. So let me get mine out the way. Gorgeous. Where would I be without you? Thank you, God, for sending me my blessing. You know, they say with the right woman by your side, you can't lose. That's why you see us too. We win and we bless because we got the right woman by our side. So definitely, man, um, shout out to you and everything you're doing. I know great things are in your future. You know, keep your foot on the gas pedal. Um, uh, the last thing I want you to do is uh, give the people some, um, with well, two things. First, give the people your social media information so they can stay connected. And then give the people some principles that you live by. Sure. So if you guys want to stay connected with me, it's super simple. All you got to do is type in Brad Butler the second. Brad Butler the second. So it, it, whether you write it out with Brad Butler with the two Roman numeral twos, or you write it out with Brad Butler the T H E two, the number two N D, like either way you do it, it, I'll pop up. So Brad Butler the second, that's the easiest way to find me. If you're looking to book me, www.bradbutler the number two.com, Brad Butler the number two.com. And as far as just like some nuggets, some inspiration for you guys, or something that or something that I live by. Um, okay. And I just recently said this, I just recently said this on Facebook. Um, trying is not enough. Mm. 
Trying is not enough. It's a hard pill to swallow. I had to learn it the hard way. I was like, man, I'm out here and I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going. I'm trying to get these gigs. I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to be an author. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to be the next generation of motivation. Bro, nothing changed until I became. Mm, love it. Nothing love changed it. until I became it. Uh, it. All the trying, it goes out the window. You can't try to lose weight. You have to lose the weight. Right. You can't right. try to get a check. You got to get the check. You can't try to be a good husband. You got to be one. You mm. can't try to be a good father. You have to be one. There Talk is no gray area. There's no gray area with certain things in this world. When it comes to your character and your core values, there is no gray area. Either you are or you are not. That's all there is to it. And that's how I live my life. That's how I go about certain things. I don't drink. I don't smoke. So when I go out to places and then they're like, oh, do you want to drink? No, there is no gray area with that with me. I don't drink. So don't give me a drink. And don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. there's little things like that. There's certain things like I, I, I have integrity about my business. There's certain things. There's certain places I will not go. Certain things I will not do because of the fact that if I intend to get to a certain level, I have to have certain standards. And when you have those certain standards for yourself, when you hard on yourself, you definitely not going to let nobody else slide. Right. Right. So definitely starts with, I love it. I love it. So, so when I get people that come to me like, yo, I'm, I, I'm trying, I'm trying, trying is not enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not, I know you don't want to hear it, but the fact of the matter is trying is not enough. You, instead of trying, what I need you to do is go get the correct information so mm. that you no longer have to try. You can then execute. Right. And I think I love I love it because it's a goal getting mentality. Something I definitely preach. You know, when success is the only option, your mindset is uh, adapt, conquer, adapt, conquer. Okay, so we're gonna adapt. Okay, that didn't work. We're gonna adapt and we're gonna conquer. We're gonna find a way because success is the only option. So every day your day is gonna look a certain type of way because you said success is the only option. So that means certain people you can't hang out with, certain things you can't do, just like you said, because success is the only option. You're committed. It's not a try. What? No, we're gonna right. accomplish the goal. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Also, if you go to his social media, you'll be able to book him and get his book. You know, so definitely make sure you stay connected with this guy. He's definitely the truth. And he's serious about um, uplifting and changing lives. So I appreciate y'all tuning into the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Make sure September 11th, September 11th, I'm doing a podcast live event with the audience. It's going to be crazy. I have tap, I have tap in with T. Biggs and Miss Dean, a husband and wife. They recently was on tour with Master P before the pandemic. Recently was on his show. He rated their clothing a nine. So they're going to be there. I'm going to interview them and they'll be performing. Also, I have Joyce Richardson. She's a celebrity hairstylist. Also, she uh, started Joyce Richardson, the design. Amazing queen doing it big. Also, we have Charday Slater, artist from Akron, Ohio. She did a LeBron James mural with the Space Jam characters. Went viral. Went crazy. It's going to be a crazy event. And of course, you don't want to add as much value as I can to your life to take your life to the next level. So, Go to my, my social media, any social media page, hit the link, grab your tickets. So I appreciate y'all tuning into the Goal Get a Podcast with Jay Black. I love and believe in you. And always remember and hold up before I say this. Brad, make sure you stay on before when I end this, okay? So we gotta wrap the words. Okay, now I can end this. Now always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. Yes. It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected. www.jblackinspires.com.